With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Don't mind us, we're playing through. Here's Froggy, Brian Golf, and Wacker. It's another edition of the Playing Through Podcast. This is the Masters Recap. It is in the books. The most overhyped Masters in years. We're going to get to the fact that it live up to all the hype, it's uh, Froggy at Froggy Radio on Twitter. The at Playthrough Golf Podcast. If you're on uh, Twitter, give us a follow. Here with uh, Brian Golf in the studio today. Yep. And Brian Wacker was uh, on the phone because Brian Wacker's been at the Masters all week. Morning, boy. <laughs> Good morning. So, uh, did you get your feel of pimento cheese sandwiches? And uh, other good food you, items? Listen, I'll tell you a quick story, not to bore everybody. But I had, it was sort of a dare. So my first Masters, which was 10 years ago, I had a pimento cheese sandwich every single day for seven straight days. Wow. Haven't, haven't even touched one since. So are they That's good? All the pimento cheese I need. It, it's okay. It's not my thing. Look, it's, and look it, a lot of people say it's changed. The recipe oh. is different. And that was starting in about 2013. People started to know, uh, notice a little bit of a difference uh, in the way it's made. So hmm. it's a highly, gar- uh, highly guarded recipe, though, so who knows. But, um, yeah, Masters in the books, Patrick Reed, and one of the, you know, just sort of the wildest Masters for all sorts of reasons. That uh, we've seen in recent years. Yeah, I mean, did this live? Like, you, there was a lot of hype so between much. Tiger and. If you remember, we talked about Tiger. We talked about Dustin. We talked about Justin. We talked about Bubba. We talked about Phil. We talked about so many different people, but we didn't really talk a lot about Patrick Reed. And now here we are, a first-time winner. But you were there yesterday, Wacker, and I saw a tweet of yours that said it wasn't like the crowd was just pulling for Rory in that final group, you said it actually felt like they were pulling against Patrick Reed and they were open and vocal about it. Yeah, it was a strange vibe from the standpoint of, look, you go back to the Ryder Cup, of course, everybody remembers the match Patrick and Rory had there. And of course, people are pulling for for Patrick, playing for the U.S. and on home soil and so forth. But you're right. Look, Rory is such a popular player around there that everyone that it seemed like everybody especially early on was really pulling for him and there was this vibe that 
sort of as the more you talk to people, nobody, nobody want, wanted to see Patrick Reed win. It was strange. Uh, people were openly uh, sort of uh, saying, you know, look, we, you know, I'd rather see Rory win or I don't want to see Patrick win. It's very strange. It's a, it's a, Patrick is a, is a, uh, obviously a hell of a player. Look, that, that goes on. Unquestioned, but um, very polarizing. Like this, it seems like there's a anti. You're you're not either yeah. middle of the road. You're either against or for him. Well, it all goes back to when he won the WGC at Trump. You know, back in the day when he said he's a top five player, and it's like, dude, we just found out who you are. So many stories coming out of the Masters. The leaderboard was everything we wanted to be. I looked up at one point, and every single name that we would want to be on there was on there, other than Tiger Woods. Right. I mean, you it know, really was I was full. just like, unbelievable. So just going down, and Patrick Reed, obviously, first. Ricky Fowler, solo second. Speed solo third. Rom solo fourth. Just right there, you're like... Holy crap, that's the future of golf. Like, right there, top four in the Masters. Then you go down, Bubba Watson's name, Henrik Stenson, Rory McIlroy, obviously, you know, a disappointing T5. Leishman, Finau, DJ, Hoffman, Rose, Usazen rounding out the top 15, uh, as well as, I guess, a cool story for me just because of the Jacksonville ties, and he's a friend. He won the Zurich Classic with one of my buddies last year, Cameron Smith, Yeah, getting in there, getting a uh, top five finish, which, you know, top 12 in ties secures you for next year. So really, really cool and interesting for me. One of the best Master Sundays that I can remember. It lived up to everything I wanted it to be, minus my pick and my my, my goat. Yeah. I even wore my goat. You did. My Asher, did. My Asher did. Golf goat uh, t-shirt. It was sad to see him do what he did. It seemed like, you know, maybe pressure got to him, whatever it was. Well, he said he didn't hit his irons well, and that he was pretty like apparent. shit. I mean, I could see it so from... Bad. If you remember, so let's see, on Thursday he started out, he drove it left into the trees. And he hooked an iron up there, made a nice long lag putt, made par. Then he gets to two. The first time we're going to see the driver, bombs at 351 down the gut, has 220 in, and completely misses the green right. Yeah. That's when it started. The irons were just not crisp. Wacker, you were there on site. Uh, did you notice anything different about Tiger? Did his demeanor seem different? You were at the Valspar. You were at Bay Hill. Mm-hmm. You've seen the good finishes. Did anything seem amiss with him? Well, I think you touched on all of it. Uh, he had uh, issues with the driver on occasion. He had issues with the, the irons on occasion. And he had issues with the putter. And, um, look, <laughs> due respect, um, you know, Innisbrook and Bay Hill are not Augusta National. And those tournaments are not major championships. There's a big, big difference between those events and contending there and getting in the mix in a major championship. So, to me, I... I Look, I, I expected him to play a little bit better than what we saw, but, um, you know, just nothing was going his way. And, and, look, we have to remember, this is a tournament for all the success there, four major cha- uh, four green jackets. He hasn't won there since 2005. It's 13 years. Uh, that's a long time. There have been changes, you know, to the course over that time. Some subtle, most of those changes subtle, but um, it doesn't take much there to, for a subtle change or a small tweak have a big impact and look that first hole you mentioned it that's always been a, a nemesis for tiger throughout his career uh even uh during the dominant uh years just didn't have it and i and i think that's that's kind of my point with tiger that i've tried to sort of make is that let's see where this goes from a consistency standpoint sure can he contend in a tournament we've seen that yes hey he's even played some golf that shows he's capable of winning a tournament 
But we have to remember, he hasn't won a tournament in five years. There's pressure that goes along with that. We all know how much the major championships, how important those are to him and sort of how he measures himself uh, in that regard. So, of course, there's pressure when he shows up at Augusta National, a place that he hasn't won since 2005. He hasn't won anywhere since 2013. You know, everyone's sort of expecting him to win or, or at least hyped. You know, there's so much hype about it. He was trying to be patient about it, which I, th- which I think he's done a good job of. But, look, you know, at this point in his career, 42 years old, the consistency is, is the thing that, um, you know, I think you have to wonder about because, sure, he can put it together for a round or a week. Uh, but can he put it together in consecutive weeks? Right. You and, know, uh, watching his final round yeah. yesterday, he hit 15 of 18 greens, 11 of 14 fairways, 32 putts. So he had a decent round yesterday, but, you know, one has really been a nemesis. So on Thursday, he misses the fairway. He makes par. Now, if you remember, Friday and Saturday, he hit driver in the middle of the fairway both days and missed the green from right around 100 yards both days. That's yeah. what's odd is that the wedge game, the iron game, seemed to be just slightly off. Now, when will we see Tiger again? There's been talk that possibly we would see him at the Zurich Classic in New Orleans, but I think that seems probably not likely because the week after that, we've got Charlotte uh, at the Wells Fargo, which we know he generally plays, mm-hmm. and the week after that is the players. I don't see him playing three weeks in a row. Agree? I think the Zurich Classic's interesting just because it's a team event now. I, one, I want to know who he's going to play with. Right. Two, uh, you know, Phil, is, is that, Phil, he could team with Phil. That would be unbelievable, <laughs> that really right? would be. Remember when we saw that that one year at the Ryder Cup? It was amazing. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that no, worked out well. He needs to team up with somebody like Jim Furyk, somebody that's you know going to keep him in play. Because if Tiger team of it would be great. Sadly, if he gets his first win back, it's not it's an official. A, there's event. an asterisk. It's right. official. You get you know you get the same deal other than a master's invitation, which he obviously doesn't need. Right. You pretty much get everything else that you get. My whole thing with it is you know it's going to have an asterisk on it, but Tiger could really benefit from that. The confidence of hey, I really don't have to play my best on every single hole. Like I can I can fuck up once or twice and right. still you know, be in this. He says generally he puts the clubs away for a while after the Masters. He said the run up to this event was pretty hard, pretty grueling. He pushed himself to get ready. It just didn't work out. If you remember, he uh, did an interview with Tom Rinaldi on, I believe it was Wednesday, and Tom asked him, what are your expectations? He said, a win. He said, no, there are there is there no equivocation? He said, okay, fine, a green jacket. He really thought he could win. I think that he played really well in his practice rounds. All we heard all week long were the practice rounds were phenomenal. Fred Couples was saying how amazing it was. Phil said how great it was. It was just a lot of buildup, and I wonder – if the pressure just finally got some a little it's bit. so different. It's so different when you're talking about those practice rounds because everyone was talking about how he was basically piping drivers. Oh, you only missed one fairway today. Or, oh, you missed two fairways well, his, today. His driver it's, was not terrible this week. You know, it, it wasn't, but if you look on Thursday, he was all over the place. Right. I he mean, was. he didn't hit a good drive on number 13 until yesterday, really. Right, correct. You know? It's yeah. the first time he actually hit a drive where he could take advantage and score on 13, which you've got to eat that hole. You've got to eat uh, take care right. of the par fives, and he didn't do that at all. So now he's up to number 88 uh, in the world rankings. Pretty good. We were as low as almost 1,300 uh, <laughs> when he started the comeback in the Bahamas uh, late last year. 
We're now up to number 88 in the world. And so you ask yourself when you see number 88, who are the guys he's ahead of? So just a few notable names that Tiger has now surpassed. At number 88, he's ahead of Jamie Lovemark, Martin Keimer, Billy Horschel, Lucas Glover, Wesley Bryan, J.B. Holmes, Lee Westwood, and George Cotty, just to name people that are in the top 100, who he is just ahead of, and he is on the tail of Bo Hostler. So still, Wacker, would you agree this comeback is still a success because now we've worked our way back into the top 100 in the world? I, you know, I don't even look at it from that standpoint. World rankings to me, uh, you know, a, a lot of that in terms of his result it had to do with the fact that he uh, wasn't playing. So that, that is almost meaningless to me. I, I just think the fact that he's back playing healthy – um, has shown some, you know, some flashes of being able to contend. Obviously, at a couple tournaments this year, um, look, never in contention at the Masters, but you know that's going to happen. I mean, I, I just think at 42 years old um, and where he's at with his career at this point, you know, you, you talked about it at the top. Who's the names at the top of that leaderboard? are all guys that have played better this year uh, and were play, and played better, obviously, this week. So um, I, I think it's a successful comeback from the standpoint of he continues to play. There have been no real issues health-wise that we know of. You know, he's had a couple of good tournaments and just built from there. So, um, you know, I, I, think, I think overall a success in terms of the comeback is just playing the whole year and, and – you know, maybe contending a few times, which we've seen him do a couple of times so far. So, yeah, so far, so good. All right, so we've got Patrick Reed is off the list of guys without a major, and I want to ask both of you guys this. So our next first-time major winner, I've got three names here, and if I'm missing a name, then add a name or tell me who you think. Between Fowler, John Rahm, and Hideki Matsuyama, who do you think is our next first-time winner, and who's the best player on tour right now that does not have a major Brian Golf? Ricky Fowler. I'm not saying this because I'm a big Ricky fan. I'm not saying this because I'm saying this because he has the game to do it. And the next major happens to be at Shinnecock. Shinnecock. Shinnecock or Shinnecock? Shinnecock Hills. He's going to Skinnecock Hills on uh, you know Father's Day weekend. Ricky Fowler is my early prediction for the W, okay? All right, I've he th- loves that golf course. He said it's one of his favorites. He he just said that his quote today that I'm seeing, you know, from him at the Masters was simply he's ready to win a major. He didn't realize that until this week. Right, and that's fine. And I've got a thought on Ricky in a second at the Masters. He but, didn't but, choke, by the well, way. Hold on, but hold, I've got you know what? I've got a thought on that. I'm going to pause real quick. <laughs> I, I want to get Wacker's thoughts on Wacker. Who is the next first-time major winner, and who is the best player on tour without a major? Ricky might win one first, but I'm I'm going to go out to the limb and say it's John Rahm. Um, I look, he's got all the all the skills, um, and uh, he, you know he's a shot maker, great touch around the greens, uh, obviously uh, hits it a mile off the tee. Um, he's got a very good command of the effort. Yeah, great command of that. Relishes, you know, the moment and sort of uh, is, a, is a lot like Jordan Spieth in that he's sort of a big moment kind of guy. I mean, he's up to, what, number two or three in the world. You know, Ricky's got certainly has the talent to win a major. I think he'll win a major, um, maybe even multiple majors. But I, but I see something in Rom that, uh, you know, you don't see in a lot of players, and that's just this ability to kind of deliver in the moment. Um, 
he's going to have to rein in, you know, his temper a bit. Right. We've seen, we've seen it as quite, you know, I almost saw him, uh, on 15 almost yesterday. Saw him destroy a wedge on Sunday after a bad shot. But look, I think, I think he's got all the game in the world and all the talent and the belief and, and, uh, ability under the gun. Because uh, that's where you really find out w- what these guys are, are capable of. I, I think he can; he'll, he'll pull it off. All right. So speaking of Ricky Fowler, and I like Ricky Fowler. Let me let me definitely make that clear before I say what I'm about to say. I'm a huge Ricky fan. I like Ricky. I would love to see Ricky win a major. But when you said yesterday he didn't choke, he didn't have the opportunity to choke yesterday because he was never in the lead. Ricky was five back. Not a lot of pressure on him. Played very well. I, I will n- take nothing away from Ricky. Played very well. I just think that for Ricky to win a major in Wacker, tell me if you agree with this, I think Ricky's best case scenario to win is to come from behind where he's not exactly expected to win and he doesn't have the pressure of sleeping on an overnight lead and being expected to close it out. He comes back like he did at the players from way back where there's not a lot of pressure. He can take chances, play lights out like he did yesterday. Yesterday, he played extremely well because he was able to take every chance that he had. He rolled in that birdie in 18 and was hoping Patrick would make a bogey on the last hole and get into a playoff. Do you agree with those sentiments, Wacker? I do. I think uh, you covered it all, really. Um, look, he's a terrific player, and, he, and, he's, a, and he's a terrific uh, terrific guy, really. I mean, I think all of us would agree that we, you know, we're in, in some respect fans of, of uh, him and fans of his game, but there are some, you know, some moments, uh, quite a few that we've seen now where he's been in position to win tournaments or win a major or however you want to put it, um, where he hasn't really delivered in, in that when the heat's been on. And um, you start doing a, a, that enough, and, and it's going to get in your head and it's going to kind of affect your confidence. Um, I think you, you mentioned uh, you nailed it when you talked about the Players' Championship coming from way back, look, take nothing away from that. That was a fantastic round of golf. But it's a different feel when you're coming from five, six, seven back versus when you're the guy at the top of the board. Right. Um, we even saw it with Patrick Reed on, on Sunday, quite frankly. Um, you know, look, he made some big shots when he had to, but there were some nervy moments where you thought early on in that round it might go the other way. And then, of course, Rory McIlroy misses, misses the eagle putt on two badly and misses some other putts and, and some other shots. And Patrick kind of steadies himself throughout the round and, and makes a few key shots and, and so forth um, where we just haven't seen Ricky really do that uh, in the heat of a major or even in, in the heat of many tournaments. So, um Look, I think he'll he'll win a major, but I, I think his I agree with you. I think his best chance is coming from behind, four, five, six back, or you know maybe being um, one or two back, or, or and just sort of having uh, other people sort of mess up around him. Right. Um, like Sergio last year, with no disrespect, it was a fantastic performance by him all week. But um, you know Justin Rose had a putt to win on the 72nd hole. And he missed it. And it was a very makeable putt. So uh, I, I, I agree with you. Yeah, so Ricky Fowler up to number six in the world. The world rankings out this morning. We've got Dustin Johnson stayed the same. Justin Thomas stayed in second. Jordan Spieth jumps to third. John Rahman fourth. 
Uh, Rose in fifth, Ricky in sixth, uh, Roy McElroy is in seventh, Hideki in eighth, Brooks Kopka in ninth, and Sergio Garcia, who put about 17 balls in the water on uh, Thursday, uh, rounds out your top ten. We made it this far without talking about what could have been the biggest story coming out of the Masters, and that's Jordan Spieth's round yesterday. It really was a fabulous round. I cannot believe what I was watching. I was on, at one point, obviously, I don't root against anybody. I wasn't one of those people that was like, my wife and my father-in-law were rooting against Reed because they're like, he's cocky, he's an asshat. Right, right. Well, I'm like, no, 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 all right? I'm not, this guy's, this guy almost single-handedly won us you know the Ryder Cup the Ryder at one Cup, point, right. you know, or the President's Cup, you know, in his in his day. Uh, maybe not so much the President's Cup because we kind of dominate that. But right. my whole thing with it was I wasn't rooting against him. I was definitely though wanting to see the story between Rory and Ricky. And then all of a sudden, as we get to like number 10, 11, 12, and then he you know, just kept creeping up. Jordan just kept making birdies makes the bird on twelve, and I'm going, this could be the greatest comeback and one of the biggest stories. To ever, because he he could have shot sixty two. Yeah, nobody's ever done it. Nobody's ever shot sixty three on <laughs> Sunday. But that but he didn't. tee shot on eighteen. But my God! But he didn't. So Wacker, what was the feeling around Augusta National as he's making that run? It was incredible. Uh, roars from all over the place, uh, including in the media center, which is at the back of the driving range, and um, it, it was amazing. It was. Uh, I think you you nailed it, Brian. Um, look, if he had shot sixty two. He wins that tournament, and I, it goes down as the greatest final round in major championship history. Uh, you know, of course, there's Miller at, at, with the 63 at Oakmont to win there, but this would have been unbelievably uh, 62. Nobody's ever shot that in the final round of a major to win. And, um, boy, you know, it's hard to nitpick a, a 64 because that was a really, really good round of golf. But I got to think that Jordan is, is going to remember those putts on 13 and 18, and that's going to leave a little sour taste in his mouth because those were putts that were certainly makeable. Of course, that, it would have been an eagle on 13, which very reminiscent, by the way, of, of Phil Mickelson. Oh, he yeah. got off the pine straw there. And, and, and like Phil, Jordan missed the putt. Um, look, not an easy putt, but certainly could have made that. And, of course, you go back to 18 and – gets in trouble off the tee, but then um, has a look at it and, and couldn't quite close it out. And, but, boy, what what a charge that was. And that really put some electricity into it because, you know, Rory, I think, which so many people expected, uh, you know, and even Patrick talked about this, uh, you know, he, he heard the noise. Like, he, he was aware of people expecting Rory to just go out there and steamroll everybody. And the fact that he didn't and disappeared pretty quickly – um, just never got it together. You know, Jordan really puts a, a jolt in that tournament late. Uh, Ricky, of course, making that run late. But but you really felt like, I think a lot of people felt like Jordan, uh, that's a special place for him. Unbelievable, unbelievable atmosphere late on Sunday. Look, the Masters always, always delivers that way. Um, I can think of very few times where, where it hasn't. You get to that back nine <laughs> on Sunday. And boy, it is so unbelievable true. electric. Well, wrapping up as far as my thoughts on the Masters, awesome to see Patrick Reed win. Awesome to see everyone that was involved down the stretch. Sad to see Tiger Woods do what Tiger Woods did, especially because he was playing so well. And for his irons, which is one of his strong points, 
to fail him right. was disappointing. It was. And then Rory McIlroy, we haven't really talked a lot of it because so many other positive storylines, it's hard to really like take out a negative. But after he made that par on one, stuffs it on two, misses the eagle putt, you're just going, oh, oh yeah. that putt right there could have changed the entire day at yeah. the Masters. But it was one for the books, and I'm I'm like so stoked that I watched literally every bit of it from you know once the moment coverage came on to the end. It was a great tournament. Yeah, I mean, I really I'm disappointed in the way Tiger finished as well, but I I keep trying to keep it in perspective that. Eight months ago, he couldn't get out of bed. The past couple of years, he's only shown up to eat there to attend the Champions <laughs> Dinner. And they even said he was in bad shape. And so here we are, getting able to watch him play golf again as a treat. And so I'm happy with that. Congratulations to Patrick Reed. Uh, it's no secret that I'm not the biggest Jordan Spieth fan in the world, but I have, must give credit to Jordan Spieth on that amazing final round. I would like to see Ricky get a major. And uh, it was a great Masters. I don't feel it lived all the way up to the hype that we gave it. I feel like maybe it came just a little short, but I don't know what it possibly could have done short of Tiger winning uh, to live up to the hype. Yeah. But a great week. Uh, this week we move on to Hilton Head. RBC Heritage at Hilton Head Harbor Town. It's a great course. Uh, will you be there at that tournament, or are you headed back to South Florida, Wacker? I'm heading to the golf course to uh, decompress here in uh, – Outside of Atlanta at Reynolds Plantation, a couple of days of golf. Yeah. R&R, and then get right back to it. Um, and we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be talking to some guests. I know we've got some exciting guests coming up. And, you know, here we go. We'll, we'll just go on. And we've got the Players' Championship coming up in about a month. And, My jam. Uh, away we go for busy golf season. Cool. Yeah. Well, I, don't, I don't feel like Wacker on the golf course playing golf the way he probably golfs. I, I can't really comment. I don't feel like that's decompressing. Right. No, I don't think it is either because he does get a little upset. He's got a little uh, John Rom uh, command of the uh, F word every oh, now no. and then. Just a little bit. Right, Wacker? <laughs> you know, lately I'm in a good place. Swing's in a good place. It's just, you know, this is it's a great vibe here with some colleagues and friends. Nice. And, and uh, yeah, it's uh, look, it's it was incredible masters, but yeah, now it's time to switch off for a little bit. Awesome. We'll see you guys uh, very soon later this week. we got some big guests lined up on the podcast. We will talk to you very soon. I think you've had enough. Playing through. No. Now you've had enough. With Froggy, Brian, Golf, and Wacker. Oh, bitch. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Com slash compatibility.